Welcome to Houston Sports Talk with your host, Robert Land. Thanks for checking into the best Houston sports podcast and joining us to preview the Texans and Bears is Corey Wooten, who's not only the co-host of the Believe in Bears podcast, but many of you will remember him as a defensive end for the Bears from 2010 to 2013. And Corey, three of your four years, your coach was Lovey Smith, right? Yep, Lovey Smith. I mean, that, that was some of my best years in the league. Uh, one of my favorite coaches I ever played for. Um, Houston has a good one in him, um, you know, so hopefully they can get things rolling with him because um, he's a real players coach and, and people really love him. Tell me what it was like to play for Levy. I mean, what kind of a guy is he, you know, what was it like to be around him on a, on a d- daily basis and, and just, uh, you know, X's and O's and everything, a little bit of everything. It was great uh, being around him as a person. I mean, you know, one of the nicest guys in the world, really soft-spoken. Um, I know a lot of people in Chicago that, that rubbed him the wrong way, you know, when we would lose sometimes, you know, his, his kind of even keel personality. Um, but but one of the most intelligent defensive minds in, in the NFL, in, in my opinion, um, X's and O's. Um, we had such a, a, a great uh, defensive staff as well. Rob Marinelli was the coordinator. Him and Lovey were working together on our defense um, it was just just incredible just to see the the uh, adjustments he would make uh, from game to game, even at halftime together. And just just everybody loved him. Uh, you know, when he got fired in 2012, um, we had that end of the year meeting and you would you saw grown men in that in that meeting room crying. You know, the fact that he was gone there. So that's just how much of an impact he had uh, on, on our teammates. Yeah, I was going to ask you about what the feel was because. In your rookie season, you guys go to the NFC Championship game, if I remember correctly. And then Lovey's last season in Chicago, even though the Bears didn't make the playoffs, you're 10 and 6. So in your three seasons, you were 11 and 5, 8 and 8, 10 and 6. And of course, before that, he had gone to the Super Bowl a few years earlier. So, you know, it could have it, it could have totally thrown you guys for a loop, I would assume, when, you, when Lovey is, is not coming back. Yeah, it definitely did. And I think it had to do with the new GM being there, Phil Emery. Um, you know, usually a GM wants to have his pick of head coach and, and whatnot. But the thing is, our defense was, was one of the best in the league. And then you go from the next year when Mark Tressman was the coach, we had the same defensive staff. I mean, same defensive personnel with the exception of Brian Erlacher. And we went from top five defense to dead last in every category. So I think that just shows the kind of impact that Lovey Smith and company had on, on our team. He's not really a big blitzer as far as we know here in Houston, but when he was with the Bears, you guys had so much talent in the front seven with guys like Julius Peppers and Erlacher and Lance Briggs. You, the Texans, they don't have that kind of talent. Right now, Texans have the second-worst defense in yards per game, even though they're the 11th best scoring defense, so they're, they're not giving up the points. Do you feel like this is something that he should change as far as his blitz philosophy based on that talent? Well, I think if you if you look at uh, Lovey's traditional defense, it's kind of like that bend but don't break philosophy, right? You you allow a lot of yards, but when it comes down to the red zone, you really buck up and then you hold them to field goals a lot of times. Um, so yeah, I, I think he doesn't have the same personnel. You look at guys like Jerry Hughes; he's had a pretty good start thus far, but he's towards the tail end of his career. So they don't have the same guys. Like when I was there, we had you know Julius Peppers, Henry Melton, that was a Pro Bowler, Lance Briggs, Brian Urlacher. He doesn't have that personnel. But hopefully he can get that in the future, you know, with uh, you know draft and free agency. But I think they've they've done a pretty good job thus far generating some pressure. Um, but you know that Tampa too is based off pressure from the front four. Um, yeah, I would like to see him maybe bring some blitzes here and there. 
maybe maybe a linebacker one on one on a uh, running back, you know, to, to try to create create that uh, mismatch. So I guess we'll see. But that's that's typically not Lovey Lovey Smith type of football. Is there anything that you just being around him and you go, well, he could have done this better or that better? Did you feel like there were any weaknesses in him as a coach when you were playing for him? No, I, I think that the biggest thing was we just couldn't get the offense going. You know, it seems like uh, for whatever reason in Chicago, the offensive coordinator position, it could never get things going. You know, when we were there, if, if the uh, offense could match the defense, I mean, you know, 2010, we were really good. You know, 2012, we were really good as, as well. We started seven and one, but just the offense could never carry. Cause you know, you know, from time to time, the defense is going to have a bad game, but you know, the offense could never step up when we needed them. Nothing could, could work on all cylinders together. Yeah, and we're going to talk about the offense here right now. But just a reminder to subscribe and comment and like us on YouTube for all our viewers and listeners out there. It's your best way to support the show. And, Corey, both franchises with second-year quarterbacks, Davis Mills, looks to have regressed somewhat after just two games. What are you seeing on your end from Justin Fields so far? You know, it's it's been tough to really evaluate him. You know, the first game was kind of a monsoon. He uh, He made some really good plays in the second half by using his feet in that 49ers game. Um, and then last week against Green Bay, um, you know, I, I don't know if you guys got a chance to see that whole game, but the first drive, they come down and, you know, nine plays, drive all the way down the field, score. They're in 21 personnel with the fullbacks and tight ends, and they're doing really well. The second drive, they come back to a gun run and then four straight three and outs after that. So it, I kind of didn't understand it. And then, you know, in that game, he threw the ball 11 times. So it's kind of really hard to gauge where he is when he's only thrown 28 passes in two games. So this is a huge game, I think, for for both these young quarterbacks, Mills and, and Justin Fields, to really see kind of where they're at, right? Both of these teams are kind of at a critical point in the season where, you know, you guys could easily be 2-0 and right now. And, uh, you know, we could be 0-2 at this point. So it's 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 a critical juncture right now. So I'm looking forward to seeing what these two quarterbacks bring to the table. The Bears averaging 14 pass attempts in two games. The Texans have given up the third most rushing, rushing yards in the league. Any reason why the Bears should pass the ball this week looking at those two stats? No, I, I think, you know, they should have the same kind of philosophy they did with the Green Bay game. That was, was working. David Montgomery went for 122 yards, I believe. Um, everything was really working with the run game. So I think that should be the identity of this team because even even the limited pass attempts that Justin Field has had, it's worked off the running game, right? Some hard play actions. And when you talk about the weaknesses of the Bears team, right, they don't have that many playmakers at receiver their O-line is kind of suspect at times. So how do you make things easier, right? You really run the ball, and then you work off the play action. It helps those tackles a lot, um, you know, so I think they need to focus on that. What are the strengths and the weaknesses of this Bears defense? Not that I believe the Texans would know how to exploit the strengths and weaknesses, but what are you seeing from the Bears so far on defense? They can't stop the run. I mean, they're they're averaging giving up six yards a pop. So if, if, I'm, if I'm the Texans, I'm, I'm giving it to Pierce all game. You know, I'm taking the pressure off Mills because the Bears defense hasn't been able to stop the run. And so if I'm them, I'm, I'm from the from the get go. First play of the game, smash mouth football, try to have that as the identity. And then if they could stop it, game plan off that. But thus far, the, the Bears defense can't stop the run. Yeah. Speaking of running players and good rushers and Bears uh, that are legends, I'm, I'm, I'm wearing my Gale Sayers shirt. Yeah, Gale I don't know Sayers. If you <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that. Um, what are the keys for the Bears? Anything that sticks out to you? Any predictions that you've got as you're looking at this game? 
yeah, I'm, I'm looking at this game as as for the Bears. I, I think it's a must-win game, you know, uh, especially after last week. Um, you know, not really doing what we kind of thought they would offensively. You know, that second game, you know, we kind of took the, the first game with a grain of salt saying, hey, Justin Fields made some plays, but it was a monsoon. And they come out Green Bay with a great game plan and then all of a sudden go off that. So this is, a, this is an important game for offensive coordinator Luke Getze, right, to see how he is as a game caller, right? This was kind of a gamble for the Bears. He was a quarterback coach, passing game coordinator. But, you know, you know what it is, Aaron Rodgers and the floor, they're, they're calling all those plays. So this, this was a big hire for the Bears as kind of a gamble to see what he's at. And thus far in, in, in the first two games, I don't think he's lived up to the hype about him. So – this is an important game, you know, against arguably a, a pretty good team, in, in, in my opinion. You know, I think the Texans struggle in some areas, but I thought, you know, their effort throughout the whole game uh, in, in both of these first contests has been great. So it's going to be important to see, you know, kind of where the Bears are after this third game. because I think it's going to tell you, you know, about Justin Fields' progress and then where this offense as a whole is going to go. I'm going to flip the table on you and let you ask a question to me if you'd like and what are you most interested in about the Texans from your angle anything you'd like to ask the me from the Bears perspective yeah so so looking at the statistics thus far it seems like you know from from watching on film Pierce kind of jumps out to me you know he's a talented guy but it seems like they really haven't made an effort to get him the ball so you think they're they're uh it's just been a little game planning scheme wise or they're, they're just uh trying to pass the ball a little bit more well the first week Uh, It was really a real debate, not even a debate. It was a lot of angry fans that, you know, just didn't understand why they weren't giving them the ball. And, and, you know, it's, it's not as though this team's going to the Super Bowl and they were protecting everything like, Oh, we're worried about going to the Super Bowl. We need to get (laughs) this guy going and see what he's got. And then Lovey Smith comes out the next day and says, look, we need to get the ball to Damian Pierce more. And he he, he did not seem happy that, that, that they didn't give him the ball more. And, you know, Pep Hamilton is the OC, and there's a lot of pressure already from the fans that are not happy with what they've seen from Pep Hamilton so far. Now, Davis Mills, you know, he's a big issue as well, and he hasn't looked good. And like I said, I, you know, the, the thought here is he's regressed from what we saw last year. But, you know, they've got to get the ball to Pierce more. Now, they ran the ball with him. 13 times this past week and they didn't give the ball to Rex. So that's a good thing. But, you know, I just feel like they're passing the ball too much. They, they need to run the ball. That's the strength of this team, um, especially right now until Davis Mills gets his feet under him and starts getting into a rhythm and figuring things out if that happens. But yeah, you, you need to get the ball to Damian Pierce. I mean, the one thing that you may think that they're worried about is, well, we don't want to give the ball to him. 25 or 30 times a game. We don't want to take the tread off the tire when this team is still maybe a couple of years away from being a playoff team or at least a contender for the Super Bowl. In this division, I guess you are a playoff team if you've got a pulse. But, you know, it it still seems like it's a couple of years away before you've got to really feel like this this group is going to come together. I mean, they're playing a bunch, Corey, of first and second year players as starters. Mm -hmm. And and, and a lot of guys... First and second year are getting a, a lot of time in the lineup, you know, even if they're not starting. So, yeah, it, it, it's been a real perplexing thing as to why Pierce hasn't ran the ball more. Yeah, it's, it seems like both of these teams are, are kind of in a similar point, right? Defensively, you know, both teams have, have failed to stop the run in, in the first two weeks. Uh, both have young quarterbacks. It seems like the strength of the team is the running backs. 
But yet again, both teams are like, why are we not giving the running back the ball enough, right? That's, that's what seems like kind of the pulse of both teams yeah. thus far. And sometimes I don't understand it. Like I, I was talking about this on, on, on uh, one of the shows I do, uh, the post game. Coordinators a lot of time in this league get too cute at times. They're like, okay, we need to show this and that and the other. The thing is, right, it is so hard to defend a good running attack. Like as a former player, right, you know, especially what the Bears were doing against Green Bay in that first drive, 21 personnel, two tight ends, you know, uh, a fullback. It is so hard to defend that, especially when they're getting eight yards of pop. You're so tired as a defense, you can't get in any rhythm. And then all of a sudden they run the play action and then it's hard to come home. So I, it, it, it amazes me how much they get away from that, you know, when stuff's, when stuff's working. And it seems like both teams, the strength is the running game. But yet again, every game they're like, well, I wish we would have run the ball more. You know, it kind of it kind of is backwards in this league a lot of times. And and offensive coordinators left and right, you know, they, they get too cute and they try to, oh, we can show, we can pass. No, do what's working and then then everything will work off that, right? When you can run the football, it, it, it makes the defense softer. Then when you run play action, their eyes are in the back, but then you can take shots deep. That That's how football works, you know. And then when Mills and Justin Fields get comfortable, then you can open up that passing package. What do you think is a couple of misconceptions as a player that fans might have from a coaching perspective or just, you know, watching the games? Are there things that you feel like fans consistently miss? Yeah, all, all the time. I, th- I think they they think a quarterback just can't play, right? I, I've always said this. I think there's there's some guys that can play with any coordinator, right? I.e. Aaron Rodgers, right? Now Tom Brady had hit the point in his career, Right. But you got to look early on, a guy like Josh Allen, right? Uh, his first year, people, you know, kind of weren't sold on, right? And Brian Dable comes in and really molds him into this great player. And now he's arguably one of the best quarterbacks in the league right now, right? You look at a guy like Patrick Mahomes, right, who was sitting behind Alex Smith, right? And then even Alex Smith himself, right? He comes from San Francisco and comes to, um, you know, comes to the Chiefs. And everyone's like, oh, he's a game manager. He can't do this. And then the impact of Andy Reid, right? He's a four-time pro bowler, all pro, leading the league in yardage, completion percentage, all this, right, because of Andy Reid. Then Patrick Mahomes comes in. Andy Reid's play calling. He's, he's, he's able to really flourish. So I think people really sleep on the importance with a young quarterback or any quarterback to, to that uh, matter is the coordinator, how important they are. To, to molding, especially a young quarterback and, and both of these young quarterbacks, it's important that these coordinators script for success, right? You get them the confidence. Once you can get them the confidence, that's when you can open up things. And that's when, when you have a guy perform how he's supposed to be able to. Yeah, that's great stuff. And I, I know there's a lot more that we as fans miss in, in all of this, but uh, really fun. I can't wait for uh, Sunday, the podcast, Believe in Bears. Uh, he's at Corey Wooten on Twitter and looking for, looking forward to study and just looking forward to um, what the Texans and the bears are going to do the rest of the season. And if there is some progress for both of these teams in a certain direction, but it's great to have you on the show, Corey. And thanks for taking the time to do this. Yeah, no problem at all. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate you. You're listening to Houston sports talk. Hey, you can support the show by subscribing on YouTube and commenting on the videos. Listen to Houston Sports Talk on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, and Google. Don't forget to tell a friend and share our show on social media. Spread the word, everybody. Thanks for listening.